Should old acquaintance be forgot and never brought to mind? Should old acquaintance be forgot and the days of old Lang Syne? For old Lang Syne, my dear, for Hello and welcome to the WWE vs AEW podcast exclusively to Neutral Wrestling. I am your host Daniel and well, Happy New Year everyone. We're now in 2020. Yep, the decade is over. Fresh New Year, so Happy New Year to all our listeners. Um, Just want to say thank you to everyone who continues to support the show and Neutral Wrestling. Um, We've been going now for, what, about 13, 14 months as a podcast, Um, over 100 episodes, Um, listeners growing by the day, interactions growing by the day. So yeah, I'm enjoying it. I hope you're enjoying the ride. I hope you're enjoying the podcast um so yeah so i just want to say thanks to everyone if you want to go back and listen to some of our archives we have got every week of the wwe versus AEW wednesday night wars recapped under discussion um so yeah go back and check some of those out we've also got reviews of every wwe pay-per-view from 2019 um, along with the AEW pay-per-views along with Wrestle Kingdom from last year. Wrestle Kingdom obviously is upcoming this weekend. Um, Big news stories, we covered most of them from last year. Um, We were live at WrestleMania, live at Madison Square Gardens. Also check our YouTube as we did a vlog, a daily vlog, vlog, whatever you want to call it. from WrestleMania from New York from last year. Some great footage inside Madison Square Garden. Um, Some great footage from inside MetLife Stadium. So just go over to YouTube and search Neutral Wrestling to check those out. But it's now about time we start talking. But we're going to have to start talking in detail about, not in detail, but about the show. Now, I didn't do a show last week, obviously, with it being Christmas. So we haven't actually talked about week 12 from the Wednesday Night Wars. Um, to be honest with you, I was actually really glad for the two-week break. Um, I don't know, the shows, they've just been... It's tough, really, because obviously NXT had their big takeover show in November and Survivor Series. Um, AW had their big pay-per-view. It seems like ages ago now, um, Full Gear. I was actually in Lanzarote myself when that went on, but that, that was like November the 9th. So we're six weeks on from the last AW pay-per-view. And do you know what I mean? We still don't have another pay-per-view for months. So it just felt like a lot of the previous week shows were a lot of canon, not a lot really too important stuff. It felt like we were struggling to get from A to B. I feel like the um, Cody Rhodes MJF story seems to be taking forever to get going. Um, So yeah, for me, I know they've got this model of doing the four pay-per-views a year. But for me, it's not enough. It's not enough. They need a minimum of eight. It is crucial they do a minute. I mean, for me, that's been the problem with NXT for years. I mean, everyone loves NXT. Everyone loves the weekly show. But 
after the takeover, those first six weeks, maybe eight weeks of television, just weren't, they weren't must-see viewing. And now, both shows, both AEW, Dynamite, both NXT, need to make their shows must-see viewing. So yeah, they're going to need to be more takeovers, there's going to need to be more AEW pay-per-views, otherwise expect to see those ratings drop. Because that is exactly what's happened since since the last takeover, since the last AEW pay-per-view, the ratings have fallen. Um, so yeah, so the highlights from the last week's shows, I'm not going to go into details because you've probably listened to review shows from them um, by now. Um, AEW, they, they had basically the best show, best match on that show was the Chris Jericho Jungle Boy match. I thought that was booked very well. Um, it, do you know what I mean? It leaves it open later down the line for Jungle Boy potentially to get a rematch it was um, basically jungle boy just had to last 10 minutes with chris jericho so that was a really memorable match but the last aw dynamite of the year will be remembered for all the wrong reasons and that was um the main event was the young bucks versus scu for the tag titles and the match ended suddenly didn't it that was the most disappointing factor for me the finishing came out of nowhere young bucks take another loss to um to scu but they just keep beating the Young Bucks, beating Kenny Omega. I put um, a tweet up on the WWE versus AEW Twitter, uh, basically saying that just sums up the year. Um, it was a fitting way to end the year, ha- having them go out on a defeat. Um, but most people complained about the Dark Order angle at the end, um, where the Dark Order came out to silence and beat on the Young Bucks. Obviously, we had those punches that were thrown. If you haven't seen it, a guy um, in the Dark Order was throwing punches, clearly not making contact. We had Dustin Rhodes needlessly and unnecessarily come out and call the guy out. Um, Randy Orton was calling the guy out. It was unnecessary. It happens everywhere. Just WWE probably have better camera crew and definitely more camera cuts. So let's get that straight to hide this sort of thing but yeah so for me everyone hated the dark order angle at the end i didn't hate it as much as everyone else did um, i didn't love it particularly but i don't, don't think it was like as bad as everyone made out but for me the most disappointing thing was that main event of the show just ending pretty much out of nowhere and yeah just another defeat for the young bucks and well kenny omega who basically was just basically an afterthought in all this um but yeah, so on the NXT side of things, they had a match between Adam Cole and Finn Balor, which has gotten a lot of praise. They also made Rhea Ripley by having her beat Shayna Baszler in the main event for the NXT Women's Title. Um, so yeah, so the NXT show, do you know what I mean? I'm not going to go into detail on those shows because they were like two weeks ago now, and there's been another Dynamite since, and another NXT apparently. On what was that? Christmas night, Boxing Day night, whatever it was, um, they did a show that was just a show, not worth talking about. Um, but yeah, the winner of the week. So the winner of the week was NXT. Without doubt, um, the AEW show got absolutely destroyed on social media and in the press. Um, and NXT had a successful show. They had a really good opening match. And the Rhea Ripley going over in the main event, making another star so... The victory goes to NXT for the winner of the week for week 12. Now, the ratings, also the ratings were very interesting. Week 12's ratings, NXT gained, well not gained, but they gathered 795,000 viewers, AW 683,000. So over 100,000 victory for NXT. 
Um, I think this was the week with the Trump impeachment story, so both shows were down. Um, but NXT with another win. So if you're tallying, if you're tallying this up, the leaderboard in terms of ratings goes AW have won eight weeks out of the 12. Um, NXT won three and bizarrely we had that draw which was still just very strange but yeah so eight to three to one in AEW's favor as we know this can all turn around so yeah that was basically that for week 12 there's no point in me going into detail about things um that everyone else has already spoken about um so just gonna go over some quick little bits of news um since we last did the WWE versus AEW podcast we had the news just the day after, I think it was, the ratings came out. The day after this big Dark Order thing. Everyone was too busy as usual on social media criticising AEW. But it sort of creaked under the radar. The pay-per-view, AEW Revolution, which is at the end of February in Chicago, sold out in a hour. That is quicker than any WWE pay-per-view has sold out. Quicker than WrestleMania quicker than SummerSlam, quicker than Survivor Series, if it even sold out, quicker than any of the takeovers, but as ever, everyone was too busy criticising, because we can't have a new kid on the block trying to, do you know what I mean, upstage WWE, we can't have it, we're just going to shit on them apparently, that's the, that's the attitude I see on social media, they can't wait to criticise and bury AW. look, I've criticised them, but I just feel like there's not enough, shall we say, neutral points of view coming towards with AEW. So congratulations on AEW for selling out the building in Chicago. Um really well done. Do you know what I mean? They've done well to sell do you know what I mean to sell I think it what was it ten thousand? I think it was ten thousand the building holds. So that is a great number to sell out. Um also there's another little bit of news. Tanahashi over to New Japan. Tanahashi versus Chris Jericho Wrestle Kingdom this weekend, um, the match is, basically if Tanahashi wins, the stipulation is he is going to get a shot at the AEW world title, Chris Jericho did a promo where he basically said that if Tanahashi wins, he spoke with Tony Khan and that Tanahashi will get a AEW world championship, now that is a huge story because for the last year, everyone has basically said, let's just get AEW, New Japan, forget everything that's gone on, have them team up. Ring of Honor are no longer in the picture as a top two, top three, even top five company in the States. New Japan just need to do what's best for business. Excuse the pun, don't excuse the pun. They need to do what's best for business and join forces with AEW. This branch into the US that... Um, and New Japan are trying to do so badly. They're not doing it very well. They've not done it very well. They've been kicked off Access TV um, this past week. Um, they, they need AEW and AEW for me. I, let's face it. If you can have Suzuki, if you can have Will Ospreay on American Weekly Television, it's going to be great. So let's get that partnership done. Let's have Tanahashi beat Chris Jericho at the Tokyo Dome this weekend. It's probably not going to happen. But I, for one, will be willing it on to happen so that's two big news stories that have basically come over the christmas period so i hope everyone had a good christmas i myself had a great christmas with my little girl and family um my football team they basically fell to bits we got a decent draw at leeds decent draw at cardiff fell to bits against Reading and middlesbrough i know this is not a podcast to talk about sports teams but i just want to get this straight neil out get him out 
No Preston fan will agree with me, but the guy is too defensive. He's too busy time-wasting, too busy getting his players cheating. I don't want to see it anymore. I'd sooner finish 18th and have my football team go out and play proper football on this time-wasting shithousing bollocks. But anyway, that's my rant. Apart from that, I had a great Christmas. Apart from North End trying to ruin it as usual. But let's get on to week 13 of the Wednesday Night Wars, the first week of 2020. And, well, it was a one-sided affair this week because NXT, I will not be watching the NXT show as they just had their award show. Bizarre. I find it very strange when AEW were putting out a decent show, they just had an award show. Do you know what I mean? I thought NXT wanted these ratings and award show. I'm not going to watch that. I don't have time. There's too much wrestling going on for me to watch highlights of Johnny Gargano versus Adam Cole. I've already watched that overrated match live in the building in New York last year. Um, whatever matches they put on their awards, I couldn't care less. So I will not be watching NXT and I'm going to give a spoiler alert. The winner of the week is AEW Dynamax. At least they put on a show for me to watch on the first night of 2020. So the winner of the week is AEW, they could have put out a bad show, and I still would have given them the winner of the week, so let's just quickly, well not quickly, I'm in no rush whatsoever, but let's get into the the show, the Dynamite show, it was a, it was a good show, it wasn't anything spectacular, but it was a good show, they sort of got back to basics, yeah, they got back to basics with this show, they went out there, they just had some good matches. The intro to the show was all about how the Elite had failed and it's time for change and they need to come back and get some big victories. As everyone said, as I've said, the Elite, Cody, they've been losing, particularly the Elite, the Young Bucks and Omega, have been losing too many matches. AEW, listen to their audience, it would seem they basically address this in the opening for the show and I expect after all the criticism they get we're going to see a lot of Kenny Omega and Young Buck victories coming up so I don't want to see anyone on Twitter going oh they're booking themselves to win because you complained about it when they didn't win so now when they do win you're just going to have to live with it because let's face it the biggest stars in this company are John Moxley, Chris Jericho, Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks they're the biggest five stars so have the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega losing constantly is not good um but yeah, well, first let's start this Daly's place. What an amazing building this is for wrestling. It's outdoors. It's in Jacksonville. It's just a beautiful building. Um, it's a building I can imagine playing on one of the old SmackDown games back when I used to play on the PlayStation. Um, just a great, great building. Um, they did fight for the fall in there, didn't they, last um, last summer? But great, great building. It looks great on TV. Just I can't speak highly enough about the building. Um, the opening match, Cody Rhodes versus Darby Allen. Cody Rhodes now has a coach. Arn Anderson is now Cody Rhodes' coach. So it was it would make sense to have him involved in the finish. And that is what they did. They booked this match great. Um, action in the match saw a coffin drop to the outside on Cody Rhodes, which was crazy. Um, we had Darby Allen kicking out the crosswalls, which maintained him looking strong, kicking out of a finisher that puts most people away. And the finish of the match comes when Darby Allen is up on the top rope, ready to perform the coffin drop, but Arn Anderson shouts, get your knees up to Cody. Cody gets his knees up, schoolboy, one, two, three, Cody Rhodes get the win, does no damage to Darby Allen, and just gets across this Cody Rhodes-Arn Anderson partnership. Really enjoyed this match, um, 
first match of 2020 that I've watched in wrestling. I've had a two-week break from all wrestling. I just needed it, to be honest. Um, but yeah, a really good match to get you back into the swing of things. I went three and three-quarter stars on this, 3.75. Really good match, really well booked. Crowd were into it. Thumbs up, really enjoyed it. Um, next, we had Rio versus Nyla Rose versus Hikaru Shida versus Britt Baker for the women's title. Now, the women's matches have been sort of the low point from the first 12 weeks of Dynamite. Um, so, the matches have been just been going too long, haven't they? So, for this match, I was hoping it would be shorter. And this match actually came about because originally it was meant to be Rio defending against Chris Statlander. But Chris Statlander had a booking for ball wrestling. So, AEW got themselves over on social media as the good guys by letting everyone know that they let her go and wrestle for ball wrestling. But for me, how did this match fall through? Either AEW didn't know about it, which is what we're led to believe happened... Or, what I want to know is, why did Chris Statlander not say, look, don't have me win this number one contenders match because I'm booked for New Year's Day? A very, very bad misjudgment, miscommunication on AEW and Chris Statlander's part. I don't know who to blame. Both parties are to blame for me. Um, but yeah, so that match is going to happen next week. So here we just had Fatal 4 uh, It was short, which was good. It was exciting, but it was also sloppy, which you expect with some of the wrestlers in this match. Rio gets the win, and it, it, it was it was it was it was a good match. It wasn't well wrestled, but it was exciting. Um, so I enjoyed, sort of enjoyed it, and went three stars on this. Rio retains the title. Nyla Rose puts her through a table post match. So yeah, decent start. Two decent matches to start the show. Next, Alex Marvez. Remember when he was a commentator? Thank God he isn't anymore. Um, he's interviewing Joey Janela who says it's a fresh start 2020 when his real life ex-girlfriend Penelope Ford hits a low blow on him and her and Kip Sabian walk off laughing um, I think they really, to be honest with you they was going to always go down this path I think it's the right thing to do they've probably seen uh, the success of the numbers at least for this Rusev, Lana and Bobby Lashley angle so maybe they're trying to take it down that road for this because if you didn't know as I said um, Joey Janela and Penelope Ford were an item until rumour has it she left him for Kip Sabian so a bit of a real life angle coming to fruition here on Dynamite you'd assume they're going to lead to a match at the pay-per-view revolution at the end of February um, next we have John Moxley out in the ring. Now this was billed as I, I assumed this. I'm pretty sure like three weeks ago was it now? Chris Jericho said Jacksonville, first of January. I want your answer there. Are you going to join the inner circle? So I was expecting to get my answer tonight. Instead, we got Jericho on the big screen, um, giving a Ford GT to John Moxley with his own personalized number plate on the back. Nice looking car, but. John Moxley says he respects Chris Jericho enough that he's going to give his answer next week to a shitload of booze. Um, and it was just a bit of a disappointing ending. Um, I was expecting a bit more than this. But like we said, because there's too much of a gap between the pay-per-views, they're forced to drag out their angles, which isn't bad. WWE rush him. But it's a bit too far dragged out. Do you know what I mean? This is well, By the time he gives his answer, it was four weeks ago since Jericho first asked him to join the Inner Circle. Four weeks is too long of a gap to wait it just drags it on and on and on the answer should have been given tonight but for whatever reason they decide to do it next week i'm assuming maybe chris jericho i don't know was he on dark i've not read the dark spoilers but 
he wasn't in front of the live audience, which I'm sure was a disappointment. I'm sure he obviously he lives in Tampa, doesn't he? So you'd think he would have been there. Um, probably was. Next, we had Dustin versus Sammy Guevara. Only thing to talk about from this match was Dustin Rose hitting a Canadian destroyer on the ring apron on Sammy Guevara, which was great. Um, the match ends when Dustin is going for the shattered dreams. Hager, um, I mean, Brie Reichenberg won't let him do it, and Hager gets in, hits the low blow, and Sammy Guevara picks up the win. So, yeah, that was that. Um, we had Private Party um, being interviewed by Dasher at their own private party in a bar. Hangman Page is there, helps himself to a drink, and that just sets up a match between Hangman Kenny against Private Party next week. Um, next, possibly the highlight of the show, from a microphone point of view, as MJF is out with Wardlow, he just does a great, great promo. Um, I actually wrote in my notes, um, we could have maybe done with a video package before MJF came out. And then, what did he do? During the introduction, they showed a little package from what happened at full gear, November the 9th, November the 9th, seven weeks ago, nearly eight, and we're just getting it now, that just exuberates what I've said, the gap is too long between shows, seven weeks ago, and we're just sort of getting there now, seven weeks, not good enough, but MJF delivers a great promo, um, he says that for Cody to face him at Revolution, he wants no contact until the pay-per-view, Cody has to beat Wardlow in a cage match, and if he does, he wants MJF to let him whip him ten times. Sounds weird. I hope my neighbour didn't hear me say that because the walls might be thin. But that is the angle that they are doing. I'm sure they will make a success of that segment. As everything Cody seems to touch in AW turns to gold. Main event. Main event was very good. It was the elite Young Bucks and Kenny Omega versus Ray Phoenix, Pentagon Jr. and Pac. On paper, you could have a five-star match. In reality, they had a very, very good match. I really enjoyed it, but it wasn't up to that six-man PWG level that I was hoping for, maybe, but it was still very good. The crazy spots that you'd expect from them. Um, yeah, it was. Just, what more can I say? They just go crazy for 10 minutes, whatever, I was expecting a bit more, hoping for a bit more, um, I would like to see a Kenny Omega versus Pac match, where they're not, do you know what I mean, working Pac's heel tendencies, they just go out there and just kill it for 10-15 minutes, hopefully that's to come down the line, um, but yeah, it was great, it was a good tag match, very good tag match, um, just maybe it's just the PWG fan in me was hoping for a little bit more, but nonetheless, really good match, the Elite get the victory, a much needed victory, um, had they lost this, I'd have lost all faith. But the show ends. The show started with a video package saying the Elite hadn't lived up to the potential and they was going to change that. And the show ended with them doing exactly that. The road to redemption is on for the Elite. So yeah, it was a good show. It was a good show. Um, they obviously had Hangman on commentary. Asked him to come into the ring after the show, which he didn't. Sort of long-term storytelling, which I don't mind for this turn. That is eventually going to happen. This needs to be long-term, not like some of the other things on the show. Um, but yeah, really good show. I did like the fact that it come up with Hangman Page's uh, name at the bottom of the screen. It said, has been drinking, which was excellent stuff. Because he was drinking whiskey from the private party earlier on. But yeah, a really good match. 
we are they were as I say this show was all about going back to basics they had some good matches they slowly set up some angles for the future we didn't have any of the dark order stuff none of the brandy rolls garbage on the show um it was just a decent wrestling show with two really good matches some angles set up for further down the line some storyline progression really good show nothing too spectacular as i said just back to basics so yeah that was the show um as i said at time of recording the ratings aren't out i mean you'd like to think that AEW are going to win the ratings this week because nxt have just got a recap show um some good matches on that recap show from last year but to me if dynamite doesn't win the ratings AEW don't win the ratings this week we have an even bigger problem because a live show should be if it's like it's basically even between the two, you'd say give or take a hundred thousand views. So you'd expect the majority of the viewers to want to watch the live show with the big matches on, as opposed to seeing matches that they could see whenever they want on the WWE network. So I'm expecting AEW to win. I'm hoping they win. I know it's meant to be unbiased, but for the future of the Wednesday Night Wars, we could do with Dynamite to get the victory tonight. Um, so I say that was the New Year's Day episode of Dynamite, NXT didn't give us a proper episode, so I'm not going to sit and watch, as I've said, Johnny Gargano versus Adam Cole, or some stupid award show, so I'm not going to watch that, I've got more important things to do, I'm watching You, at the moment, great series on Netflix, which I mentioned on the Twitter, um, I still need to watch the EastEnders special from New Year's Day, um, I've been watching a lot of football over Christmas, so, yeah, there you go, um, as I say, this weekend, me and Danny are going to be doing some recap shows, hopefully straight after Wrestle Kingdom. I'm a little bit sad. I should be in Japan now. We'd actually, if you've not heard, bought tickets for Wrestle Kingdom. We have three Wrestle Kingdom tickets, but one by one, everyone pulled out, so I wasn't going to go alone. So, yeah, hopefully, maybe next year. But I've got a busy summer coming up. Obviously, I'm going to WrestleMania. Why am I going to WrestleMania? But I'm going to see some great independent shows that week, get a bit of sun, enjoy the Tampa weather, and yeah, just a nice little break away, so yeah, I'll be going, I'll be in Tampa for Wrestlemania, um, actually, it'd be great to see TakeOver, won't it, I'm sure that'll be a great show this year, um, Bloodsport, WrestleCon, um, some other good shows, hopefully maybe the Tampa Bay FC will be in action, um, so we can watch a football game, football game there, um, but yeah, that's the show, that's, as I say, there's no NXT to talk about on this week's show, um, but yeah, make sure you check out Man and Danny's coverage on the main neutral wrestling feed of Wrestle Kingdom. We're good, we can't be there, but I'm excited for the show. It's a great card. Saturday morning, UK time. I'll be up at 8am watching the show, and I'll probably be up at 5am Sunday morning watching day two. We've got New Year's Dash on Monday, so a great three days. As much as I love the Wednesday Night Wars, this starting period of the year is all about New Japan Pro Wrestling and I am excited for some of the great matches we're going to see at Wrestle Kingdom. We've got the Tanahashi-Chris Jericho match, which is relevant to this podcast. We've got Okada Ibushi, Night OJ White, Hiromu versus Will Ospreay. Just some great, great action coming. It's been a great weekend of wrestling. Um, that's the show for this week. Plenty to come from us this year. As I say, we're attending WrestleMania overseas in Tampa. Hopefully, New Japan announced some shows in the UK. AEW hopefully going to announce some shows in the UK. So expect some great coverage from us. Stay tuned to our Twitter. Please subscribe to the podcast on Apple Neutral Wrestling. Just search that suit. Search on YouTube Neutral Wrestling. 
Um, follow us, follow this podcast, just search WWE versus AEW podcast on Google and all the sites we are on will come up, subscribe, and then when you check your podcast feeds, the second we upload a show, it will be in your feed. Hopefully you're enjoying the show, that was me, Daniel, reviewing week 12 and week 13 of the Wednesday Night Wars. Join us next week when I'll be back talking NXT talking Dynamite, talking about the ratings from this week and probably next week's ratings as well. Hopefully, we maybe have struck up a partnership between AEW and New Japan. I won't hold my breath on that, but yeah. Tune into the show next week. Happy New Year, everyone. It's going to be a good one. See you later.